What is the most dangerous thing that can happen to a church communicator? Is it lousy equipment? A PC when you always wanted a Mac? Or being forced to create a printed bulletin when you want to create everything digitally? Hi, I'm Yvonne Pran and welcome to Devotions for Church Communicators. As you'll see today, the most dangerous, destructive thing that can happen to a church communicator has nothing to do with our equipment or the channels we use to create our communications. As always in this approximately five-minute podcast, though this one today is going to be a little bit longer, I want to help you focus on God's Word, the incredible calling you have to share God's message of salvation, and to strengthen and encourage you. This podcast is for me, Yvonne Pran and my ministry, Effective Church Communications. Our podcast today is entitled, The Most Dangerous Destructive Thing That Can Happen to Church Communicators. And our key verses for today are, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. That's from Proverbs 6, 16, and 17. And in Proverbs 16 through 18, it says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And then in Jeremiah twenty three twenty four out of chapter 9, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I take delight, says the Lord. Most of what I share with you in these devotions, I trust, is filled with encouragement. But this podcast is a caution. It's a warning about pride, which C.S. Lewis described as the essential vice, the utmost evil. Pride is the most dangerous, destructive attitude that can happen to us. Why, you may wonder, would I be talking about the sin of pride to church communicators? Now bear with me for a few minutes while I explain. Outside of the reality that all of us are capable of any sin at any time, in most instances, in the church, especially small and medium-sized churches, in the past I've seldom seen pride as a danger in church communications. For an overworked church secretary or administrative assistant, or for the pastor of a church too small or too poor to afford paid help, or for the volunteer putting together a flyer or Facebook site for the youth group at the end of a long day of all kinds of other work, most often these valiant workers are so aware of their limitations that pride is seldom a communication. But with the advent of the computer, the growth in skills and tools available for creating church communications, the pervasiveness of social media, and the development of larger churches, all of these things have created a new type of church communicator, the professional, in quotes. Sometimes a professional works at a church and communication design is their only job. Sometimes he or she is a person hired in an outside design firm and does the work there for a church or churches. Or perhaps a person is a design or PR professional who volunteers as a consultant to the church. Now, though many wonderful people work in these positions, I've also often found that it's this type of person, and please forgive me, I'm not beating up on you. This is, this is kind of a warning and a caution to all of us. But sometimes it's this kind of a person who is in danger of what C.S. Lewis describes as the heart of pride, where he says that pride is essentially competitive. 
Pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having it more than the next man. And I see this competitive spirit. I've, I've seen it arise in a number of areas. You see, those most in danger of pride in the work of church communications are those who seem to believe that because of their professional or technical expertise, their computer savvy, or maybe just the kind of computer they have, the software they use, that somehow these things make them a better church communicator. I've seen it many times in my live seminars, and now, sadly, I see it appearing on social media quite a bit also. In real life, it's that superior look, or online it's that tone, the knowing smile, the patronizing dismissal of anything that does not involve high-end software or advanced graphic art techniques. And it always saddens me when I see this. Usually that look or comment is followed by, if it's a live presentation, bestowing on me admittedly really gorgeous samples or in social media by people posting their latest creations. Now that the samples look great isn't a question at all. But when I ask if it's a face-to-face encounter, and I'd encourage you to ask this question to each other in your online sharing, how are people responding? I often get a blank stare. And I repeat, I'm not asking if your audience thinks these pieces are beautiful or not. Obviously, they, you know, you've got that covered. They are beautiful. But the reason I'm asking this is that I believe, based on the commanding principle in all of our lives of the Great Commission, that there are really only two criteria that count in church communications. And they are, number one, are people coming to know Jesus as Savior? And number two, Are they growing in their Christian lives? And again, I will ask people, are these two essential purposes of church communication being accomplished by your work? It doesn't matter how great it is. It doesn't matter what your fellow church communicators think about it. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is. What are these pieces actually accomplishing? Often, when I ask that question, I get silence in response. And it's sad because it doesn't take extravagant design or production to make significant spiritual impact. Simple communications, and I've seen this again and again, sent out regularly, either in print or social media, to perhaps remind young Christians to come to a discipleship Bible study or to encourage members of a congregation to invite friends to the Christmas outreach service. No matter what the images or graphics you these things can accomplish measurable eternal results. So can a gorgeous social media or print campaign if it moves people to the next step of coming to know Jesus or of Christian maturity. You see, it is always the response, not only how something looks, that matters most in church communications. As I've often said in my seminars, and I've repeated myself a lot in this, I've never heard anyone, when they were giving their testimony of how they got saved, say something like, you know, it was the typeface that drew me to Jesus. Or their use of white space was so impressive, I knew their God had to be fantastic. Now, we might laugh at that, but we sometimes think those things are most important by what we put our work emphasis on. Great graphic design is a good thing. Please don't misunderstand me, but it's not the most important thing. Meeting needs is what makes the most effective church communications. 
People respond to church communications that meet needs. Meeting people's needs is always the most important thing, not how great something looks or what it costs to produce the piece in time or money. Often in the church, we don't have the time or money to always create gorgeous, perfect publications. Communications go out with typos because there wasn't anybody around to proof them, and if we didn't get them out, people wouldn't know about the event in time. Volunteers might create a flyer that's flat-out ugly to a professional designer, but if it's the only thing the church has time to produce, and if it gets lonely, fearful people to know the church loves them and offers programs that can meet their needs, we need to learn to be thankful for the volunteer and to put aside our pride on the quality we wish we could produce. Coming to know Jesus as Savior and grow to maturity as His disciples, His image bearers, are the most important needs in any life, and the ultimate goal of all our communications should be to move people forward in these two areas. The bottom line is we have no reason for pride in our communication products, no matter how they look or don't look, because it is only by the gracious hand of our Lord, not by how impressive our software or our graphic design quality that lives are changed. Remember he who could at any time command the stones in the parking lot to praise him better than we do can use anything to carry out his message. Microsoft Publisher or Adobe Creative Suite, PCs or Macs, online communications or print. It is never our tools but our heart that's most important to Jesus while we're accomplishing his work. If he graciously allows us to be in the ministry of church communications, pride can never be a part of our work. Doing our work with an attitude that God hates will never result in communication pieces he can bless. So let me close with these reminders in Luke 20, in, excuse me, in Luke 10, 20, in two different versions, where it says, However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And in the message it puts it this way, not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. Let's commit today to do our work with humble humility and the prayer that no matter what tools we use to create our communications or what format we share them in, that the Lord will use them to help people come to know Him as Savior and to grow as His disciples. That's all for today. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app and tell your fellow church communicators about it so they can be encouraged and challenged in their ministry of church communications. For practical advice, free templates, and training in church communications, go to www.effectivechurchcom.com. In closing, I'm Yvonne Pran, and I'd like to end with this prayer and benediction for you as you do your work. May you do your work grounded in the Word of God, empowered by the strength of God, inspired by the wonder of God, confident that God is with you and that He will use your communications to accomplish His will in the world. As you work today and all your days, may your ministry be filled with joy, grace, and power. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.